Hello, and welcome to the Northwest College Sport Interview Series. My name is Hunter, and I have with me Dan, who's the CEO of the program. <laughs> How's it going, Dan? It's going pretty well. Who is our special guest for today? Special guest today is Shem Hanks. Hello, Shem. Well, hello. Thanks for having me. And so, Shem is our manager of the aftercare program at Northwest College Sports. Now, what does that mean for a job? Basically, it means you do every single thing <laughs> possible to help students in aftercare. And so you're broadly the life coach of people in aftercare and you help them everything from groceries to manage living environments and uh, our aftercare program. So Northwest College Sports kind of set up that the core of the program is apartment living and then students some students step down to the greater community and live even either in some of our apartments or in their own apartment. And uh, Shem is the jack of all trades of how to just kind of fulfill the gaps or areas they might have needed as they transition into aftercare. And uh, at some points, those uh, activities get pretty complicated. Yeah. Does that sound about right? Does that sound about like what you do? <laughs> that, that does. That sounds like an app job description. <laughs> where the difficult part with aftercare is trying to find where you fit in that individual student's plan. So like you were saying, I have students where I am exclusively a life coach with them. And I also have students where I'm doing life coaching, education coaching, case managing, where I am the main person on that individual's team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some you're probably just touching base with once a week. Sure. Make sure they got groceries. Yeah, making sure that they're picking up after themselves and vacuuming. And so with aftercare, so I've been working at Northwest College Support for nearly five years now. And so I can remember back to a time when there were about 10 male students, about 10 female students, and there were was one male life coach, me, and then one female life coach and two education coaches. We pretty much just split 10 and 10. Yep. And as a life coach, uh, you were the catch-all. You were doing whatever needed to be done. You were helping people with whatever skill needed to be done. Uh, and at that point, all of our students lived in housing outside of a centralized program area. So they were all over town. And so you as a life coach had these 50 minute blocks and then you had to leave about 10 minutes to drive to the next place where you had to go and meet someone. And so it's interesting now being in charge of aftercare because it's like I went full circle where now I'm back to that original route of having individuals who live outside in the community, going around, uh, helping them with whatever they need, whether it be grocery shopping, cleaning, driving to certain locations, help with education stuff. And yeah, it's something that I like. And you probably still have to keep track of about 10 of them. Still have to keep track of about 10 of them and still have to drive quite a bit. So we have a person here at Northwest College Support who does a lot of transports, their primary role is to help drive people to and from school. 
outside of that individual, I probably drive the most. So I'm pushing like 800 miles a month right now. So wow. I'm doing a lot of driving. A lot of driving. Yeah. Just putting the miles on those Priuses. Yeah. <laughs> Pri. A flock of Pri. Uh-huh. No, that's true. It is a flock. Be a good name of a band, Flock of Pri. Yeah, Flock of Pri. Let's start a band. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I don't play an instrument. I can learn accordion. I, I appreciate the offer. We'll figure out how to get that in there. <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit about yourself besides your uh, accordion skills, Jeff. Oh, well, I don't have that yet, but I can learn. I can learn my accordion skills. Uh, but I guess at some point I was born a baby in North... I- well, I was born a baby in Alaska. I grew funny. up in North Idaho. Went to college at Eastern Washington University where I have not one, but two bachelor's degrees in U.S. history. And constitutional history? Well, well, one is in public history, which focuses on everything outside of academia. And the other one is general history with a focus on colonial America to reconstruction. There you go. Yeah. It gets specific. I didn't know how, what it was, but I knew it was specific. Yeah, see? That is uh, quite an interesting background. Do you use any of your history skills in that? The program here? Well, it's very important when we have students who are taking history classes. I can really help in those. <laughs> taking a writing class, doing some research, like really help with that. Plus, very good at trivia. Can really help people if they have trivia needs. Shem is good at trivia. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You should have a trivia night at Northwest College Support. You'd kill it. We had a, basically a Northwest College Support team that would go out to the most competitive trivia place. Yeah, dominant team. Yeah, For about dominated. two years, it yeah. was just on a roll. We got bored of winnings. We should have yeah, that last year was just week after week after week, tournament after tournament. And that's the hard part with trivia that people don't understand, is you once, uh, your idea would be, like, I want a team of people who know everything. No, you want a team of people who are smart at individual topics. Yeah. And so I bring history and obscure 1990s sports knowledge it's nice that you find a specific niche and like <laughs> build a team around it i imagine like this superhero team you know where oh, everyone sure. like functions in, in one area mm-hmm. like yeah. the x-men for trivia yeah. the hardest part is always to try and find a person who's good at like science that that's the tough one gotta have a science yeah guy. gotta have a science person yeah science guy gotta have a harry potter person yeah. I feel like there's a strange amount of Harry Potter trivia that comes up in these things. It's true. Yeah. Maybe you should try watching the movies. Yeah, they have like a country music person. Uh, Seems like our group struggles finding a good yeah. country music person. Or a person who's good at random Canadian trivia. Yeah, you got to know a little yeah. bit about Canada. Got to know a little bit about Canada. Yeah. Well, if you need a rap music guy, <laughs> <laughs> you're hit in. me up. I mean. <laughs> okay, so. How and why did you get started in Northwest College Sport? I know you said you've been here for about five years, but just tell us about that process. Yeah, so the starting process, uh, I went to a barbecue at Dan's house, and he said, hey, you want to come into the office on Tuesday and start working with people? We need another life coach. So I showed up at the office on a Tuesday. Uh, Dan didn't tell his business partner, Adam, at that point. So I'm just hanging out in Adam's office waiting and Adam walks in and is like, oh, hey, Shem, how's it going? I was like, hey, Dan told me to come in and sign some paperwork. And Adam's like, oh, all right, welcome. And that's how I got my start. That's uh, 
warm welcome. It, yes. <laughs> Could have been, what are you doing in my office? <laughs> Instead, he just thought that I was coming to hang out, like coming to have a talk. So at Northwest College, before you can show up, tell the people that you're hired and you are. <laughs> that basically it? Yeah, I'm surprised more people don't do that. Just they come in and were. be like, oh, I've totally been hired. Dan said I was hired. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. Dan would out. hire somebody and not tell us. Yes. So if we have, like, I assume the viewership of this is about 20,000, 200,000, somewhere in there. Yeah, we expect about, you know, 22,000 yeah. per episode. Somewhere in there. Right. Oh, so yeah. if we have, like, 1,000 people showing up at NWCS next week <laughs> saying, <laughs> well, Dan hired me. We know that it came from this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. You've unleashed a Pandora's box. <laughs> Potential hires. <laughs> so we have a set of values in the program. Tell us a little about that and your favorite value. Hmm. So we have individual core beliefs, but I view values as different than those core beliefs, where in terms of values, I value things like honesty, integrity, uh, equal opportunity for success, things like that. And so when I view what value in and of these beliefs that we have at Northwest College Support, I think my favorite value is the value of independence where a lot of programs really have a lot of restrictions and they don't allow their individual students to experience life to its fullest, I think. And so here at Northwest College Support, we allow a lot of independence, uh, especially for me being in the least restrictive of an already least restrictive program in aftercare. Uh, I really want our students to experience that independence. I'm there to help out, I'm there to assist, but hey, you're an independent person. We are here to help you problem solve. So do you have any good stories for us, Sean? <laughs> All right, so what what type of good stories are so we looking for here? We've been trying to be G-rated. Okay, yeah, okay, so, that's good. Um, it seems like when we ask people, everyone first goes to like something inappropriate. Like that's how people's brains work, is mm -hmm. like the thing that stands out. But we've kind of gotten a range of stories of, of working with students, of specific experiences, of general concepts, of funny scenarios. We do have an award for funniest staff, so we if do. you want to try and we got hand. Jamie Jackson in the lead right now. Oh, man. <laughs> you guys can't get some more people in here to interview? I mean, that should be easy to top. <laughs> we'll, we'll tell her. All right. Don't worry. No one will hear this. <laughs> so... With good stories, you're just saying go, mine go to inappropriate. So um, for me, I think a lot, when you said good stories about things that I have seen when helping people clean. <laughs> now, can I go down that path? Sure. Oh, perfect. All right. So uh, when I try to describe to people what I do outside of work, there's always some confusion, uh, but for people w within our company, they will ask me, what's the grossest thing you've ever seen? Mm. And my response is in my very first year that I was working here, I had this student who lived pretty nice apartments and he had a cat and this cat would go number two. Mm. And now he would take that cat, um, poop. cat poop, 
put it in a plastic bag and then throw it outside his window on top of the roof. And so it was hidden. Like, you couldn't see it. It's this big three-story complex. Like, you can't see up there. And so going around one day, and all of a sudden, the owner shows up and is like, have you seen what's up here? And I was like, no, no one can see what's up there. And he was up on top of the roof doing cleaning. And he saw all these bags of cat poop that were out there roasting in the sun for months. And so then we had to go up there. And sure enough, there they were all liquefied. And one broke open and there was a flood that came out in that place. And so that was, to this day, the grossest thing I've ever done or seen. (laughs) So what was the uh, student's reasoning behind throwing it out on the roof did he just didn't want to walk it out to the trash laziness and he was right in his assessment that no one would ever be able to notice that it wasn't up there because eventually you can't see it unless you're doing roof work wow eventually it caught up with him though eventually it caught up with him yeah wow yeah then there was the time when i found uh multi-month piling of toe and nail clippings but we don't we don't need to go into that too much (laughs) they keep it as a collection well sure why not horrific (laughs) so so in the scope of human experience you get to see a lot of interesting behaviors when i was at the uh reset house the bed that i was sleeping on had there was this little gap between the wall and the bed i never really like looked down there Uh, it was kind of hidden and one night I rolled over and my hand kind of fell down there and I hit something. I'm like, I wonder what that is. So I take a look and there's a bag of shredded cheese that had just been like... <laughs> just uh, hanging out down there. Coagulating into one big shredded <laughs> cheese brick. Oh, that delicious. has probably been like expired for several months. So. And that really begs a lot of question. Like who's one bringing the shredded cheese into bed too are you just like eating raw shredded cheese are you putting on like a cracker or something what's going on and then three there's the leaving of it yeah you would think that if your shredded cheese was important enough to you to bring it to bed you would take it with you you would want to make sure not to forget that (laughs) it must be must be that person's top value i also forget my shredded cheese stash in random places (laughs) leave a gift for the next person to come to the reset house So we've talked a lot about kind of funny uh, topical stuff, but uh, what is your opinion on, I guess not, what is your opinion? What are some changes or improvements you would like to see in the uh, mental health industry? Mm. Well, I'm going to go a little bit outside of mental health industry into the greater universe as a whole, the world as a whole in that I really see uh, this stigmatization of mental health problems and where people don't want to have conversations about mental health. And you see individuals hiding their own mental health needs from those around them because they don't want people to view them as being different. And so if there was a way we can change that, a way where we can start that dialogue where, hey, if your father, your grandfather had these mental health problems, 
let's talk about it. Like, let's get that into the open where it's not something that we all have to hide within the closet. If you have depression, we can talk about it. We can work through it. There might be reasons why that person doesn't want to leave their house over the weekend. It's not that they're not being cool, but that they're going through their own things. And so how can we work through that? That's something that I would like to see changed. Very, very eloquent. We are done with mm. the pre-written questions. If there's anything you would like to leave us with, discuss briefly, etc., we would love to hear. Well, this is very exciting. This is the first time I've ever been a guest in my own little podcast studio. <laughs> so this is great. Yeah, I usually got to be the host. Yeah, I have gotta, to come up with the funny gotta, things. Instead, I just have to talk. You this interview is Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a chore in and of itself. But... <laughs> Brad will never hear this. It's fine. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Do you think Brad listens to the, your guys' podcast? I think Brad does. I don't listen to my podcast because oh. I don't like the sound of my own voice. I, li- I listen to Third Advantage. Oh, well, that's I good. Stay, I stay in touch with what you guys are doing. Well, I download it. Yeah, I just download it because, you know, you need the clicks. Like, that's the hard <laughs> part is you just got to get the clicks that's up. That's what Hunter and I are doing for these. Yeah. Keep downloading. I actually don't care if people listen or not. I just want them to click on it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming out and letting us interview you. This has been the Northwest College Support Interview Series with Dan and Shemhe. Thank you.